friends and lovers, welcome to the Thinker Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you today? I am joined by Miles Thompson. Just appreciating your accent. Hello. Oh man, I'm so overtired. I don't know where that came from. I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> just go with it, man. It was great. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, well, thank you very much, sir. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Not too bad. Good, did you good. enjoy your little holiday away? I very much did. Um, I want to say a big thanks to Sean for manning the uh, manning the port last last week. Uh, if he's listening to this, hi oh, Sean, thanks again, man. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it was it, it was very nice to be away and to see my family. It was great. Oh, nice, man. Good. Very very cool. And I met my great niece for the first time. Oh, amazing. She's very tiny and six months old, so she's yeah, she's awesome. Oh, nice one. Yeah, babies are cool. Some of them, anyway. <laughs> Toby Anderson. It's a me, Toby. Ah, oh, Toby, you come to my restaurant. Finally, you try my big balls, huh? I no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you make me sad. Wario. You make me sad. <laughs> I will not try Wario's big balls. <laughs> Is this racist? I don't know. I can't tell. It's video gamist. We're doing. It's video Mario gamist. We're doing Mario, Mario man. Fine. It's all good. Okay, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Okay, good, good, good. How are you, Toby? I'm, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Yeah, I've been on the pod the for a while. Not, uh, well, no, it's true. I've had, had a few weeks off, haven't I? Yeah, it's not like you. You missed me. I did miss you. Oh, I missed you a lot. As your fountain of knowledge. Oh, I don't know about that, but thanks. the quizzes were infinitely worse for your like non-appearance. <laughs> it must be sad. I'm I'm mediocre at quizzes at best. <laughs> I'm not the Greg fountain of knowledge. That's why Greg's not been on for five weeks. <laughs> He's cribbing. He's cribbing for the next time. He's like completely, yeah. Researching all the video games of all time. And finally, K to the A to the T K B. Hello, hello, hello. How are you, my dear? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. I don't know what I've walked into <laughs> from this oh, podcast. Man. I've laughed from minute to minute of you, know, you coming in, then Toby. You know, politely, very politely, declining your. Um, meatballs uh yeah so it's been a ride it's been like nine minutes and it's been a ride (laughs) oh man i i I don't know i was in spain this morning i have no idea what's happening Uh, uh, i'm pretty pretty much in spain every day just in my head (laughs) sure sure yeah Uh, i got home and i was like you know what i haven't got any food in my freezer so i was like great i want so i walked to tucker's and i got and i got a hardcore tucker's takeaway and I did it properly. If you don't know, Tucker's is an awesome takeaway in Taunton. Yeah. And it just does some banger burgers. I got a bur- cheeseburger with an egg and a little ketchup. Oh. oh, I don't know if I got the egg in the burger. Well, you know what? I I, I ate it, not you, so that's fine. <laughs> was it good? It was real good. Oh, nice. And their curry sauce is the best in town. So, Sweet. very happy. Yeah, it was all good. How's nice. life? Basically, life, 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 life. only uh, no tuckers when I'm very inebriated. So Indeed, good to know yes. they're good sober still. So. Yeah, yeah, sober. They're actually yeah, yeah. They're pretty good. How has your week been? Uh, my week has been pretty uneventful actually. Nice. Um, I've just just been at work and just been actually. To be fair, I went to a '90s rock and emo night on Friday, so it was like Paramore, My Chemical Romance, Fallout Boy, Yellow Card. That's just awesome. was yeah, just was absolutely awesome. I was very hungover the next day and had possibly the most disappointing bacon sandwich of my entire life. I waited 60 minutes for it <laughs> in this 
ridiculously quiet pub, greenhouse in Bristol. You suck. <laughs> you will not be recommended after the end of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> it was my bread, and then there was avocado on my bread that I definitely didn't order, and my bacon was inedible. If I could show you a picture, if I could show you a picture, but I can't. Let's all let's all give it a one star review on TripAdvisor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know the most I, disappointing bacon butty I ever had in my entire life. <laughs> Honestly, when when that is like a TripAdvisor review all over. <laughs> yeah. That is, yeah. If you but, can, uh, if you can send a one one star review to their TripAdvisor and show us proof, then uh, Toby <laughs> will send you a video game. Will he now? <laughs> yeah, he will. I've uh, I've finished uh, Scarlet Nexus. You can have that. <laughs> Result. You can't cut it out. One time, one time thing only. <laughs> That's, That's a relatively new game. That that'll get us numbers. It will, but it's, yeah. not, it's not happening. We have Toby who completes games and gives gives them away to the audience because he's just a, that nice of a guy. Mm-hmm. That's I too nice, that. isn't it? That is too nice. Maybe, maybe it's too nice. Okay, well, that your email night sounds awesome. I'm going to have to research that. that yeah, great. it was rad. It was really amazing. And to be fair, the atmosphere was incredible because, you know, like when you go into a club, and obviously clubs are open now, which is crazy. Um, but it was a really nice atmosphere. You know, when you go into a club or a pub and it just feels a little bit unsafe and you feel like if anybody was to look at you the weird way, that would be, you know, you're getting a glassed or something. Sure. I don't know, maybe Taunton's a rough place. <laughs> yeah. You're listening from, you know, like sunny Scunthorpe or I don't know. Sunny. I feel like that's any pub in Somerset Yeah. when I yeah. walked in because it's usually, you know, you just get glared at. Yeah, absolutely. Every this, every sort of it's like every country bloke. film. It's like every country film when you walk into a yeah, saloon and is. everything goes quiet because yeah. they'll look at you like get him out. Just batches and stairs. That's all it is. But and on it this sounded like a pirate, night, but it was a it farmer. Was... <laughs> But on this particular night, it was amazing because if you, there was a song that came on and only I knew it in my friend group and I clocked eyes of this person across the nightclub who also knew it and they were just so, everyone was so friendly. You didn't feel unsafe. You didn't feel like, you know, you, you know, you're going to get bashed into or shouted out or anything like that. It was, you know, it was, it was just really incredible to sing really great songs with strangers and just feel the love for a three minute song. So big up that night out if it ever happens again. Yeah, for sure. Nice one. Uh, right then, let's kick off with our game of the week. So, from the top, Miles Thompson, your game of the week. I really fucking hate that you went to me first for this because you know what it is. Jesus, man, this is rude. You know what it is, though, don't you? Is it? Is it VR broomsticks? It is. Hell it yeah! Is. Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> I knew you'd get hyped for this. Woo! Yes, I'm all about this. Let's do it. Oh my god! Right. So mine is Little Witch Academia VR Broom Racing, and that is just an awful title for a game. Nerd. Yes, I completely agree with you, Toby. Weibo anime <laughs> anime nerd. <laughs> Confirmed. Get me off the podcast. Kick me my out. My favorite game of the week is Little Witch Academia. <laughs> Jesus, where's this oh Toby come from? God. I love it. I love it. He has a little taste of power being host prior to you getting here. And this is what <laughs> happens. Um, so, yeah, as the title suggests, it is based on the anime, which I've never watched, I've never even heard of prior to this. And then in the stack, Ross very excitedly got a code through, decided to put in bold capitals. This was for me to now get broom racing. And so I did. And it's kind of... A bad game but you can't help but kind of like it even though you really shouldn't so it was a really awkward game to review because in reality the actual game I didn't have that much to say about but then I ended up writing like an extra load of stuff about it because for some reason 
I finished playing it. <laughs> I can't explain why, but I didn't hate it, and I should have done. So as an actual racing game, it's kind of shit because um, there's a minimal, there's kind of like 12 races, inverted commas, and you only have to do two laps per, per race, and it takes a maximum of like a minute to do any lap on any of the tracks, even the later ones. There's no challenge to it whatsoever. So the AI is so bad that you can pretty much just not even use boosts and you can just kind of aimlessly fly around and you'll like win without any real issue whatsoever, which made it comical because there's like these little side objectives you have to do. And one of them is always to finish first, which I did every time because it was impossible not to. And it's got this weird little mechanic in VR where in order to start going at the very beginning, you have to like tilt your head and your body forward. So you kind of do this weird, awkward like movement at yourself to get go. It's weird. Um, so it's really short. It took me like two hours to do all of what it had and then to do it in hard mode as well. And then to mop up all of the side objectives for all of the different races. So it's not even, it's not very long. It's not very challenging. There's not really a lot to it other than like, you just sort of have the novelty of being on a broomstick in VR. And it looks nice. It's kind of colourful. But yeah, and there's just not a lot else to say about it other than I really should have hated it. But I just can't bring myself to hate it. It's just got this kind of charm and honesty to it that you can't help but be like, you know what? You're kind of crap, but I kind of like you at the same time. It's weird. Aww. So yeah, that, that was my experience. So you're saying like what we really need is a Quidditch VR game. Well, see, that's the thing. This kind of acts as like a, a prototype or a bit of a demo of what Quidditch could be. But sure. hopefully if they ever do do that, they'll make it good where it actually has a bit of challenge <laughs> and the AI can actually do something and the tracks aren't just A to B straight lines. What I'm and, looking um, for is a, a PSVR 2 segment of Hogwarts Legacy. Yes. And so yeah. and that's just Quidditch. Yeah, they can do it like, uh, what was it, Star Wars Squadrons, where they just implement like a really sick VR mode, like alongside the actual game itself. But I got to say, like, if they could do that, have an actual Quidditch mode and make it good, do you know what? I'd be all in. Oh, hell yeah, me too. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I just, I don't even know what else to say. I was kind of gearing myself up for all the things I was going to say about this game, and in the end, I just can't, because it's just not good. (laughs) Oh, you hate it when that happens. Yeah, it's just a weird one. Damn it, I like you. I shouldn't, but I do. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with it being based on an anime about teenage girl witches. It's not really my usual, you know, go-to kind of game. Or story. Yeah, all right. All right, Miles. All right. Yeah, we all know it is. Okay, let's, let's, let's not go there. <laughs> I'm just pretending now. I'm just yeah, pretending. He does protest too much, I think. He does. He does. Toby, what's your game of the week, sir? Oh, some other anime we boast of. <laughs> no. um... <laughs> I'm so glad you're following up with that. That's excellent. Some anime Weibo Andro stuff. It's uh, it, almost. Um, so this, I've not been on for a few weeks, so I just thought I'd let you know what I played. Um, but my, I've got a game of the week at the end of it. So um, a platinum Scarlet Nexus, which is oh, he really is just taking over, isn't he? Look at this guy. So I'm actually yeah. not going to do what you say. I'm going to do what I want, and I then I'll all finish things. All right, I'll carry all on. Sorts of things. Life's too short. Uh, so yeah, platinum Scarlet Nexus, which was awesome, but that is the Weibo anime, anime stuff. Um, Imagine Earth, I played, which is a strategic sort of green you know, what's the word, terraforming simulator. I played Death's Door, uh, which was awesome. I played Chris Tales, finally, after all these months and months of waiting. I played Battlefield Five single-player mode, and I got started on Trials of Mana after finishing Secrets of Mana. 
or secret of mana. But my actual game of the week is uh, is anime, and it is Samurai Warriors Five. Um, so I've got Samurai Warriors Five on Xbox One to review. Um, if you know your Samurai Warriors games, Samurai Warriors Five will not be much different in that respect. It's still got all the same fighting systems. It's still got all the same basic feel to it. The cutscenes are still very stilted, and everything's still very over the top. But if you do know it, your, the series, you'll notice the differences. Whereas if you're new to it, then or, or if you don't play them that often, it will just feel exactly the same as always. Um, they've recast basically the main villain of the entire like last four games in the Samurai Warriors series, a guy called Nobunaga Oda, and recast him from the despot vampire-like villain um, that he's been uh, into the hero. He's like a charismatic, you know, ambitious, brash hero um, of this piece instead. Um, they recast a guy called Tokugawa Ieyasu from being this fat bastard with a cannon who used to waddle around, you know, in the last four games to a young sort of sprightly strategist guy with a with a katana. So th that makes it feel different for someone who's who's actually played the series quite a lot. It's very interesting to see the early part of the that period. Um, so it's a refreshed package. Um, but it's not enough of a refresh, really, for non-fans to even know that it's been refreshed in the first place. So it's a bit of a strange, strange little beast. Um, it's one of those things, a little bit, maybe, maybe a little bit like Miles, sort of, I liked it and I didn't like it in sort of equal measure and ended up with a seven, um, you know, as a sort of series veteran. And yeah, it was good. It was good. And I keep playing it even now. So I've gone back to it a number of times after review, still thinking, yeah, there's more more battles in this for, for me. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I know you were you were hyped for it. You've been playing stuff a lot recently. You've been looking forward to it for a while. Yeah. So, uh, getting them all in at once. Absolutely. And it's a good thing, too, because with a baby due in a month or two, then you know I'm not going to get a lot of video game time shortly. Get them yeah. all out of the way now. Fair. Fair. And uh, Kat, what's your game of the week? Hello. Hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How are you? Uh, oh my oh my god, I'm so oh good. Thank god. you. I'm so oh good. God. Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> oh I was gonna say, um, it's a bit disappointing that Keena's been <laughs> delayed considering baby is on the way on the same month. <laughs> yeah. There'll be two deliveries for Toby. <laughs> well, um we'll all play it. we'll all play Keena while Toby is changing nappies. That's true. Yeah, so I won't be able to play it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll let you know how it is, Toby. Don't worry. Mm. <laughs> um, so my game of the week is uh, called Omno. And I wanted to play this for a really long time. And I was praying and hoping that I didn't fall under the curse of Toby, uh, really wanting to play a game and it being, you know, bang average. <laughs> and for anybody who doesn't know Omno or what it is, first of all, I named the review Om Nom Nom. And if I don't get credit for that, then I don't know. I it was mean, genius. Like, it was genius. Thank it was, you. The, it was thank the best you. thing you've done so far. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Not my, my, not my riveting personality on this podcast, but just that title, it's fine. <laughs> yes, just that title, yeah, just that title. That's been fantastic. Um, <laughs> he's joking, right? You're joking? No, I'm kidding. Um, so yeah, so Omno, Omno is a puzzle platform adventure uh, game. And if you've ever played Journey or you've ever played Abzu, Abzu's the underwater one, uh, Journey's more kind of a sandy one where you can play with other players and stuff like that. It's very much like that. It's a, It probably comes from a lot of inspiration of that, but actually it's so much more than that. Um, so you can't play with other players, but uh, and you don't have kind of that interconnecting kind of, oh, there's a player over there, let's go touch 
you know, wave our little cardigan around. It's so much more. So you're playing as this really adorable, cute little character. Now, I don't know if his name is Omno. I don't know if the world is called Omno. I've just assumed quite boldly that his name is Omno. So that's what we're going to do. So we're going to call him Omno or them. Um, and yeah, so you start off as this guy. You don't know much about the story and um, and you just explore. So you explore these kind of little open world, kind of luscious environments uh, to kind of collect um like little squares and little kind of glyphs that will kind of tell you what your story is and what you're doing and why you might be doing it and um it's it's just filled with puzzles so each environment has x amount of puzzles and kind of go around the world collecting things and doing the puzzles to get you know to the next world and yeah it's just really charming it's just really heartwarming and absolutely looks stunning and I don't love love platform like platform puzzles but I've played a lot of them for finger guns and every single time, every single one that I've played has just upped its ante and Omno really blew out the park for me. And I didn't quite expect it to. Um, I expected it to be like, you know, beautiful and lovely and just looking great. Um, and it did look very stunning when we saw the trailer a couple of months back, but I didn't quite expect it to be head and shoulders above kind of any other puzzle platformer that I have played. It's just really great. It's just really relaxing. The first like level, you just feel like you've walked into a spa. It's not like stressful puzzling. It's like, yeah, I'll go over here. Yeah, I'll move this block over there. Like, it's just, it's just great. So probably about you know, six hours of your life, but it's a really good six hours at the spa if you can't afford the spa. You should just buy Omno instead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just do buy Omno. Yeah. <laughs> the spa's expensive, but also you know, it's made by one dude. That's incredible for yeah. what it is and how vibrant the colours are. We got PS4 code, but I played it on my PS5 and it, it held up and, you know, it's not clunky in any way, shape or form. Um, yeah, great game. Would definitely recommend for anybody who loved that kind of journey, kind of puzzle, relaxing type game that's not going to, you know, make you feel stressed or that you want to throw yourself off a cliff instead. Um, that's, that's that. Maybe that one dev guy, maybe his name's Omno. No, his name is Omno. Jonas. <laughs> is the main guy just called? Is it? Does he have an onion for a head? Is it actually? He an does. Onion? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it looks like an onion. So it does oh, look like an onion on the trailers. It does, it does look like an onion, and so maybe it's maybe it's what like him as a child used to call onions. Maybe um, I don't know. Onion. Let us know, Jonas. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, no, great game. Very cute. Awesome. What awesome. you have a game of the week, Wasco, or are you just turning it up? I haven't played a single thing this week. Well, good for you. I've uh, up the sun. I've kicked back and I'm like, you know what? No screens. Fair. Just just family and booze. And that's what it's been. It's been pretty good. But I come home and the ascent is on Game Pass. Omno is on Game Pass. Blinks the Time Sweep is on Game Pass. Crimson Skies is on Game Pass. Last stop is on Game Pass. I'm gonna be sorted for the next week. So I'm going to get hardcore into one of them, hopefully The Ascent, and uh, a little bit of Omno, and I'll tell you all about them next week. Very exciting. Uh, but yeah, I have nothing to share this week, I'm afraid, because I was very much uh, very much a family guy this week, and it was very good. Now, before we go on, Cat uh, and Miles, can you unmute, please? Yep. Yeah. Because I want to talk about your performance on the quiz last week. 
Oh god! Oh no! Can, can we not just leave this behind, please? It was traumatic no. enough at the time. I got five points. I actually there's, think that's the best I've ever done. There's and no the quiz other... this week as punishment. Yeah, I mean, the thing yeah, is, and, I mean, it's probably for the best. And the thing is, Ross, you don't get to talk to me about the quiz when you stole my Among Us answer right below my feet. I haven't said a single thing yet. You don't need to. <laughs> Come on. There's some proper preempting of this. Uh, but he's not congratulating us for it? doing really well, is he? <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know what the words are. I don't think you should be ashamed of yourself. It's strong enough. The first ever 3D Mario game? Super Mario Galaxy. That that, yeah, that was pretty that cool. Was, I was, I was, was yelling, yelling at the that podcast was, yeah. on at that least four of the answers. Yeah. I even knew as well as I was trying to think of my answer. I was like, I'm going to get did you get it right, though, fucking Ross? rinse for this. No, did I did not. Right, no, I did. After <laughs> a long, hard think. But I did get it right. If you're listening to this and you haven't listened to last week's episode. Please don't. Please <laughs> don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Through it. No. Don't, don't just don't punish but the thing yourself is as well, Can we just also acknowledge that we didn't get zero? Because that would have been worse. Not five. Have you listened back to your answers? No, thank you. Do you think that's worse than zero? Because it's pretty good. <laughs> oh, no. You're in trouble. Oh boy, sorry, Daddy Ross. No, do don't. No, good God, don't say that. Oh Lord. <laughs> Big bro, Ross. Master Ross. CEO Ross. I don't know. Anyway, Sensei. That one's got no weird oh, Because you're on holiday, you wouldn't have forgotten by now that your holidays would have like put that out of your mind. But no. Uh, no see, did we did we need you make another holiday? I listened to, I, I listened to it. Um I, I had some drinks with my sister and then I went to bed and it was available on Spotify. So I gave it a listen. And I've been I this has been brewing since Tuesday. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it was it was it was you know unfair on you because Sean threw a brand new quiz mode. On you, you weren't ready for it. Seemed a bit mean. I don't really think it was the format that was the problem. To be no, perfectly honest, it's just us. We're the problem. <laughs> we are the problem. I mean, the game that was from before I was born was a bit of a low blow, but other than that, most of it was fair game. Yeah, that was cold. That was cold. But yeah. Anyway, okay, okay, fine. Now we know how right, we feel. So we now move reprimanding on. done. Oh, yep, we're good. Yep, we're good. Yeah, yep, we can all move on now. Okay. And forget it ever happened. But if you do want to listen to it, go check it out. It's possible over. Because it's definitely something. Right then, let's talk about Annapurna Interactive, shall we? Ooh. Because they had their very fancy showcase this week. They said beforehand, and I quote, bangers only, and my oh my, did they deliver. I'm going to throw this one to Toby first. Toby, what did you make of the Annapurna Interactive Showcase? Uh, pretty impressed overall. Um, it's nice to have a very indie-focused showcase that, didn't fall a bit flat it's nice to have one that had lots of interesting stuff they're very they're, they're sort of edging towards a sort of wholesome games sort of vibe in a lot of ways a lot of those games don't have all that much violence in them they do feel a bit wholesome in, in quite a lot of ways so that's nice too um i think there were there were sections that were really good like they had this whole sort of you know zoom in on a part of the world tell you about the game that they've got developing over there um annapurna is doing a little bit of what um, Devolver Digital is doing, which is almost becoming too big to call themselves indie now. Um, but that was a nice little, you know, section that then each time it turned into a new game or an update about an old, you know, an older one that you knew about or some developer interview thing, 
wasn't such a massive you know fan of the dev interviews um especially since most of them were we're making a new game that we won't tell you the title of we won't give you any footage of and we won't tell you anything about but we're just going to talk about dev stuff which was nice like they did it in a nice way but that was kind of annoying as well <laughs> like tell me at least tell me what the game is that you're making um so uh yeah not not so sure about those those collaborations might end up in you know awesome games but for the moment they were just interesting on a sort of dev level when you know we're interested in video games so sometimes we're interested in what devs have to say as well um but yeah there was i mean we'll obviously go into them in a second but there were a couple of bangers in there i wouldn't say it was all bangers i just just quietly i won't say it's all bangers um but lots of bangers yes indeed uh cat what did you make of the uh the showcase and the games that were announced yeah, um, like Toby, there's, there's not much more I can say, actually, because actually I think I agree with everything that Toby said. It's one of the best showcases I've seen this year. Um, I don't think it was too long. I don't think it was too short. I think they showed a really nice amount of game. And I really love, you know, when they announce the game, they actually show it as opposed to just talking about it. That just annoys me. But they obviously did do that a lot with the games that they can announce. And that does feel a little bit redundant. But... I really liked the little world map thingy and um, I thought that was really cool. And they gave us what we wanted. They gave us exactly what we anticipated, which I'm sure we'll get into in a minute. But we got this, we got the kitten, we got the cat game. We got the cat game for like seven whole minutes. So <laughs> I was happy. But actually, yeah, I agree with Toby. They don't all look like bangers, but actually there's some really nice looking indie games in there. So there's a couple that I'm I'm definitely excited for. And um, especially the cat game. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so all in all, not not much, not much negative to say, mostly positive. But yeah, I agree. I think that the dev talking in the interviews were like, great, that's great. You've partnered with them. But if you can't tell us anything, then shush. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Miles, what did you uh, think of the Annapurna showcase? So I kind of learned my lesson from E3 and the other showcases. And I kind of watched it um, on catch up. And I skipped all of the talky bits and just got to all the trailers that I wanted to see. Um, and it was really good. Um, there's a few games in there that, again, kind of aren't for me. But actually, it was one of those times I was like, Do you know what? I probably wouldn't enjoy playing that myself, but it still looks cool. And all of the games that they showed off are gorgeous. Like, they have this really cool art style that's kind of permeating through all the different games that they're kind of releasing or working on at the moment. And I was like, this is really good. Like um, Toby said, they're kind of getting to the point where it's like you kind of expect quality out of it now, um, which for an indie studio, you kind of give them a bit more slack usually. but they're really kind of churning out some really awesome looking games. Um, and Neon White stole the show for me. Um, I'm looking forward to Stray. I know Kat's obsessed with the Cat game and it does look very, very good. But Neon White looks absolutely dope. And I cannot wait to play that. Like that's, that kind of, um, I wouldn't say it blew my mind, but it was like right up my alley. I think um, there's a guy that we played Dead by Daylight with and um, he'd seen the trailer for it before I had. And he was like, this game is literally you. Like, if there's any game that you're going to enjoy, it's going to be that one. And I watched the trailer and I was like, hell yes, I'm in for this. So I left it very pleased, actually. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Awesome. What about you, Roscoe? Um, yes, I caught up this afternoon. And um, just in prep for the podcast. And it was cracking. I don't think there was a game there that I didn't want to play. There was something very unique and original about everything Annapurna dropped. And the fact that they opened with a four-year-old game at this point, a game that I never thought would come back or even really existed anymore, and now it has a release date and it's hitting Game Pass. It's like, yes, 
Annapurna and to to finish the way they did. I mean, it was, I think, the strongest show of the year outside of Microsoft, for sure. And I was really, really pleased and happy with what they've got coming out. Annapurna just, you know, they really do knock it out of the park. And so I was kind of expecting greatness. And uh, yeah, that's what I got. So I'm very, very happy. And that game we'll, uh, we'll go into it now then, if you like. Um, the Artful Escape. The Artful Escape. This thing was announced in 2017 at a Microsoft conference at E3. And it looked absolutely banging. And then it disappeared off the face of the planet for so, so long. And I thought it was going to be one of those games, like The Long Night, that just disappears and was never heard of again. But here it is. It's coming back. And I'm very excited. Toby, The Artful Escape is coming back. The Artful Escape is real. How do we feel about it? How many times can we say the Artful Escape? The Artful Escape, it's happening! I'm so excited! <laughs> um, yeah, this one's, like you say, I, I knew about this a long time ago, but it's um, it's good to see it back. I'm glad it's still around. I'm, I'm looking at the, you know, star-studded cast of voice actors on there, and I'm thinking it looks like, you know, it could be something pretty special. Um, I, I think, personally, that psychedelic art style does, it's, it's a little bit much. I have that... Um, the 2D paper ragdoll animation grates on me slightly. But if I look past those two things, I feel like there's a great story there. I feel like there's an interesting idea. I feel like it's probably embraces all that psychedelic stuff in a really in a really good way. Um, I feel like what Miles just said a second ago is that not every single one of these games is necessary for everyone, but you can see that there's quality there. You can see that that game is probably good, even if it's not quite my style of game. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased that it's still around and, and that it's coming out, especially for everyone who's been waiting for it uh, as much as <laughs> as much as it sounds like you have, Ross. Yeah, there was a there was a cool guitar player in it in the original trailer. And so, you know, there's not enough of that in video games, I don't think. Proper musicians that are protagonists. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Kat, are you hyped for the awful escape? I mean, game looks whack, doesn't it? <laughs> For reals, bruv, though. Like, it looks whack. Like, who needs substance abuse when you have this game? Um, no, it, it looks it looks cool. I'd be... And I think, uh, going back to the point that Miles and Toby just made, there was a point that I completely forgot to say, is Annapurna are so great about variety. Um, they're so kind of the quality of their variety. So you never know what you're going to get with, with Annapurna. And I think that's really nice for a for dev team and kind of to do because... Um, you know, EA, they do, EA, you know, they do mostly sports games. You know what you're kind of getting with EA, maybe apart from Sims and etc. You know, Microsoft, yeah, they've probably got a bit of variety, but with a lot of different teams, you kind of think, okay, that's going to be a first, there's just going to be first passion shooters there. There's just going to be, but Vanapana, like every single game you could watch a trailer for and be like, yeah, I could, I could get into that. Um, and the Artful Escape is just one of those things where it doesn't look like it's like any other game you've ever seen. Um, and yeah, star-studded cast. And they've, they've got a habit of doing that, haven't they? I mean, they've got 12 minutes and they've got this. So, you know, they're really rubbing shoulders with the celebrities. Um, but yeah, looks looks good. It's coming to Game Pass. That, that console oh, I yeah. don't have. Yeah. That thing that you don't have. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm an idiot. So <laughs> yeah, and Steam. So uh, and hopefully it gets a release on, on PlayStation. But uh, until then, I'll uh, be listening out for all your wacky recommendations on it. But it does look cool. It looks cool. Miles, are you going to? Uh, I was going to say you're going to play the Awful Escape, but you don't have a nice one. Are you going to enjoy watching someone play the Awful Escape? <laughs> I absolutely am. Yes, I will very much enjoy watching somebody else get to play it on a console I don't have yet. 
Um, yeah, no, this game actually looks awesome. And a bit like what Kat's mentioned there, like this is a game which, you know, you'd never see a AAA studio pick up or commission or publish. Like this is so out there. And I love that. And for me, the art style is so like in your face. And I totally get why, like Toby said, it might not be for some people, but I love it. I was watching the trailer for this. And I was like, this looks incredible. Like the art design and just the level of vibrancy and the color that they've managed to get into this game. I just think it looks awesome. And it's another one that when I do finally get, you know, an Xbox or I pick up a Steam Deck and if they can do Game Pass, it's going to be one of the ones that I'm genuinely going to, like, first one to play. Because it just looks great. And it looks really creative. It looks really inventive and fun. And it just looks like a good time. And I just don't see it. It's got Carl Weathers in it, man. What's not to love? Like, this is going to be awesome. So, yeah, I'm in for it. Sweet. Um, I'm going to stick with you for Neon White. What is it about Neon White that's got you so hyped? Oh boy, this was a big one. Um, That's what she said. (laughs) Oh God, what has happened? Um, It was that's a great soundbite just there. Yeah, I mean, you might as well just end the podcast on that. To be honest, please don't (laughs) actually do that. Please do not do that. Um, Yeah, it's kind of the the movement mechanics. Um, It gave me very much a kind of Ghost Runner kind of Doom, where it's very kind of quick. It's really kind of, you've got to use your instincts. You can't think too much, but you still have to think quite a lot. Um, The idea of using the cards to either use the action or movement, I thought was a really clever kind of spin um, on that kind of uh, gameplay style. So it's not just like a first-person platformer shooter. You've also got to mix in the tactics of how you're going to use your cards effectively. It's got that replayability factor where you can practice your runs and perfect them to get, I can't remember what the, the scoring system was, but to get like the top score. There's little things to go find. It's just gonna, it's just my jam. Like I absolutely loved <laughs> playing Ghost Runner um, this year. And I had so much fun with just the movement mechanics and the speed of it. And the, you know, the instant one hit kills piss me off at times, but it gives you that really satisfying challenge and reward. And I feel like this is gonna be very similar. If it's gonna be hard to master, but if you get very good at it and if you practice it, you're going to feel like a badass. And I love games that do that. Um, it just looks awesome. I, of all the ones that I saw, this was the one where I was like, yeah, this is my jam. Like, I'm absolutely down for this one. Um, so it is coming out. Is this coming out on PlayStation as well? Uh, it's Nintendo Switch and Steam. Can I borrow someone's Switch, please? Yeah, you can borrow my Switch. Don't <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'll actually pay you money so I can I feel use like we have to, to at this, this point. Game. Yeah, so please, someone has to give please. him the Switch. Yeah. We'll hand it so, Don't worry. So there we go. I will I will steal some or borrow someone's Switch so that I can play this game. That's how good it looks for me. Sweet. Uh, Kat, are you on the neon white type train with Miles? Um, no. <laughs> uh, but I actually did really enjoy the trailer. It was really, it's a very intriguing setup for a game. Um, it's, it sounds awesome. It looks awesome. I would be utter shite at it. I really would be. I've got no shame in it. I would just be like, I don't know. It just, the fast pacedness. But it was a cool trailer when he was like, oh, I practiced. Like it was charming and, you know, a bit quirky. But it's a great kind of, great premise for a game. I would just be utter shite at it. So I'll enjoy Miles' uh, like I'll enjoy watching Miles play it on my Switch. I'm sorry, so... what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yes, no, don't. Yeah. That, no, we're not going to go past what you just Move said. Along. Come on. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> it just keeps getting better. Like, oh my god, <laughs> just kill me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I said what I said. I'm, what I meant was, I will enjoy watching Neon White and somebody who might actually be good at it. Play it, but on my switch. 
it's obviously going to be me that gives him the blimmin' switch. Sure. Toby's all the way in, you know, but fuck nowhere. What? You soldier switch. So it's going to be me. And the reaction team gets together. This is what happens every time. And we're like oh, escalating God. it every pod. Oh, but yeah, so it's not for me, uh, but I will watch someone play it because I think it, it looks cool. It looks, it looks great. What about you, Roscoe? It was a different energy when Sean was hosting last week, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it looks great. It's not, again, I'm with you, Kat. I'm going to suck at this hard. Um, I'm not going to be any good at this whatsoever. What Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> oh my God, I feel like you did that one deliberately. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to suck Miles hard. And... It's just going to be one of those. Like age restriction on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! God, I need sleep. But yeah, it's been uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen anything from Neon White. I know it's been around for a little bit, uh, but yeah, it's looking great. Um, it's a shame it's only coming to Switch and Steam. I feel like it would look pretty shiny on the new consoles. Uh, it's a bit weird. Maybe it will in the future, but yeah, obviously the Switch has got a massive install base. That's probably why it's coming to Switch. So yeah, looking good. Looking good. Uh, Toby, what did you make of Neon White? I think I just like the style of trailer for this. I like that kind of one where it's got a bit of an explanation, but it only works on certain types of games. Like you can really bore people to tears with an explanation type trailer, but if it's done on a game like that, where you can then you can see him do a mare version and then a really badass speedrun version, you know, it's got. I think like Kat says, kind of charming to watch him do that. Like I practiced. You know, and this is when this is how you can do it if you if you get really good at it. I think there's a concept there that's fantastic. So I don't like cards based games or card deck based games very often, um, but that looks like a really cool way of somehow managing to merge sort of an FPS speed running game and a dating sim all at the same time with a card deck. It's just yeah. it's a, bit, a bit crazy. Um, so you, you sort of you, you shoot with the cards, don't you? And then you throw them down. If you throw them down, you do a move. So he was just shooting and throwing down cards and just just going through his deck like so fast by the end of it. It was very cool. It's like it's very Mirror's Edge, but like Mirror's Edge with all sorts of extra commands you're going to need to do to actually do the moves. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's cool. I think, again, it's one where it's not really it's not really me. I'm not a Mirror's Edge free running sort of a gamer. Um, but I do enjoy watching them. I think this one has something very interesting to it. Now that you said Mirror's Edge, I can finally get the exact game I was looking for to try and describe this game. And now you've described <laughs> it for me. So thank you. Because I absolutely love Mirror's Edge, both of them. So yeah, right, mystery. Awesome. Uh, next up, we had a memoir blue, which is described as a journey into the depths of memory uh, developed by Cloisters coming to iPhone, Switch, Steam, PlayStation, Xbox, and Game Pass. Uh, Kat, what did you make of a memoir blue? Is this kind of your kind of thing? Yeah, this is kind of my thing. This is probably after Stray. This is probably the game that I'm most excited for. Um, this game looks like it's going to break your heart into a million pieces. Um, and that excites me. Why not? Let's, why not? Just delve into Yeah, let's just have more fucking heartbreak all day long. Yeah, like. let's just, yeah. yeah, let's fucking invite it in. Yeah. Um, it looks ever so slightly like a very kind of indie-ish version of Life is Strange, doesn't it? It's got all these kind of yes, narrative Yeah. And I'm I'm down for that. Um, I love, I love the art style. I think it'll be good. I, I like that it's coming to PlayStation. It did initially, it looks like a Switch game. So I was like, oh, are you coming? But it is. 
um yeah I'm intrigued they didn't show too much off did they they didn't really kind of tell too much of the story they didn't say much about much but what they did show they showed a lot but they didn't say much about it and I think that's really intriguing Mm. and I'm interested I hope that if it is depth into memory and they do kind of start I don't know toying with um, the mental health side of gaming then I hope they pull it off I've played a few mental health type games and always come out disappointed so I hope it doesn't do that I hope it does it in like a if it's about memory then it's about memory and it's not about you know somebody's mental health being affected by memory or whatever it is but yeah um yeah it looks cool I mean they've got someone running in the rain and then they've got her you know sitting on a cliff of jellyfish I want to know I want to know more so yeah this is one that I'll be keeping my eye on sure um have you played the town of light I have not played the town of light it's a walking kind of sim but it's set in an abandoned mental institution and you walk around sort of like reliving the memories of the patients oh yes right write this down i thought that was i thought that'd be a cat game (laughs) yeah and also miles mentioned one a couple of weeks back and i'm like that's on my list as well it's one where you can play it in headphones you can hear voices and i'm like yeah that's on my street oh that's that's how i played senior sacrifice that game is honestly phenomenal yeah oh my god that game oh yeah so what did you call it a town of light phenomenal game uh the town of light oh the town of light yeah cool yeah, it's do they been... do it well though, or do they do they ham it up? Because I hate I th- when people. No, I thought it was great. It, it was it was it was written by mental health professionals, nice. so it's 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 got this air of authenticity about it. Okay. So it's uh, yeah, it's very interesting. I reviewed it years ago, but it's uh, yeah, it's great. Um, Toby, have you played Life is Strange yet? No. Oh yeah, that's true. Toby, did you listen to the podcast last week? Where yeah. um, it's your move. I did. It's your move. I did. I, I got called out on the game I haven't played yet. <laughs> Um, I like how Cat the game platinumed a playtale. I waited. <laughs> I waited for you, and I actually even chose a different I game waited. the week before. I waited for you for four years. <laughs> I wrote you every day. Jack, <laughs> Jack. Um, <laughs> okay, I was doing the notebook, but you were doing. I'm doing all sorts of funs there. Yeah. Um, so no, my issue with that though is that your game was free on PlayStation Plus, yeah. and the game that you want me to play is not free, and it's not available right now what on Game Pass or anything. It's not available right now. It's not available on Game Pass. It's not free to me oh, okay. to play. Oh, okay. I have to buy oh, it. It's not free. <laughs> well, so, you, might, um, you might get I will, I will get to it, but it may not be uh, immediate. That's what if I'm you'd saying. like to uh, contribute to our Patreon so we can get Toby a copy of Life <laughs> yeah, Strange. Toby a copy of Patreon.com forward slash Thank you. I could uh, do chapter one, couldn't I, for free, but I can't do yes, any more. you can. Free. Well, give it a go. See what you see like. Cool. That leads me into me asking you your impressions of a memoir blue. Um, this one, though, I think Kat said pretty much, you know, the best things you could say about it. It just looked a bit dull to me. I don't, I didn't see so much in it uh, personally. Um, it's one of those ones where it's, yeah, it probably will break your heart if you get really into it. But it looks very short, sweet, sort of, like you say, very Switch-like sort of a game, three hours long. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't look like it's my cup of tea, really um there's just it's like it's like when you go to the cinema and you get like a you know you've got your blockbusters and you've got sort of interesting movies that i like that are sort of in the middle of the road and then you've got weird art house movies that like i don't bother going to see Mm. it's like that (laughs) do you know what i mean Um, so so this was yeah so this was kind of the one where it was a little bit of a dip for me i wasn't so interested in this 
Well, maybe you should play Life is Strange. Get you in Sorry, that mindset. Sorry, man. You get you in that mindset. Get, get you in that Life is yeah. Strange mindset. Yeah, play the best and then... Uh, then what was that lovely talk. little one, When the Past Was Around or When the Past Around Us or something that I played? It looks like that. When the past was around, yeah. When the past was around, yeah. It looks a lot like that. Um, oh, and that was, that was good. I'm not saying it won't be a good game. It's just maybe not be my kind of game. Damn it, Teddy. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Miles, is this, uh, is this the kind of thing you could see yourself playing? Uh, I'm kind of a Toby. Um, I do think it looks like a very heartfelt, very kind of empathetic type um, little story. I think it will be quite nice to play. But like Toby, it's just not one that really kind of grabbed me or kind of stuck out where I thought, yeah, you know, I definitely need to play that. Like I've played a few kind of walking simulator and quite kind of story driven games. And I do get quite into some of them but they have to be like an interesting premise. So like everybody's gone to the rapture, for example, had like a really like interesting like setup Aww. to it. Yeah. And that's, that kind of hooks me in, you know, whereas this one was kind of like, Oh, it, it looks nice. You know, I'm sure it's going to be a nice story. It probably will be a little bit heartbreaking, but it hasn't really like grabbed me to get my attention to want to actually go for it. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm a bit kind of, yeah, it looks fun, but it won't be for me. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, then we got a game called Storyteller, which is a video game about building stories using characters and genre tropes. Look particularly fun and impressive, I thought. Um, Annapurna have been developing this one since 2018. Uh, it's coming to Switch and Steam. There's a demo available now on Steam. Uh, Toby, you're a storyteller. What did you make of Storyteller? <laughs> nice. Um, nice segue. Thanks, I... man. Segue. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a very interesting concept. So... I want to see more of it. I want to see more of that working. I'm very, I've already downloaded the demo because I want, I've not played it yet, but I want to sort of see how, how complicated it actually is, how, how clever the AI is and, and what you're actually creating. Cause it's got, it's like, it's like a series of cells, isn't it? Like a, like comic book cells. And then you put in like maybe two or three different objects and you tell the story over, over three or six different cells. Yes. Um, and you're trying to create something that's a tragedy or the king kills the queen or, you know, whatever it might be that the, that the, the um, premise for your little story is. And you, what I want to work out is, can you get there in any way you like, or is there, you know, very set things you have to do in each different story you know do you have to end with the same pieces do you have to you know because that sort of building blocks bit could be really really interesting or it could be very set and it very much like a puzzle game in which case it's going to get way less more way less interesting see what I mean so I'm just sort of wary a little bit I'm sort of thinking that's a very very interesting concept and I would love to see it work and work well but if it is just a gimmick, then I want to know before I buy it. Do you know what I mean? I want to know, and I want to know too much about it before I actually get into it. If you know what I mean. Um, sure. So yeah, there's there's some there's some cool stuff there. And if you know about the craft of narrative, and you know about the different sort of, you know, it goes a lot further than beginning, middle, and end. And it, you know, the, the sort of Hollywood paradigms that are followed by like every blockbuster movie you can think of. Those types of things are, if you know, are they in there? Are there particular setups, and then, and then, you know, the hero having to do this, that, and the other trials, and then getting to the, you know, climactic parts of the storage. And I don't know how complex it gets, um, and it may be that it doesn't get complex, and it has to be quite simple because just AIs aren't that clever yet. Do you know what I mean? But it's um, 
it's definitely interesting and it had me straight away when they started saying you can create your own story i was like oh okay really really <laughs> i will reserve judgment but very interested yes did you ever get into dreams uh no because i'm really rubbish at creating all the visuals um i, I love creating plots but i don't love creating all the visuals and things i'm not very good at art okay but um yeah that's why I became that's why, that's why I became an author. Not that I've ever talked about it on this podcast, but being an author, you can create all the character and the plot and the you know the the meanings behind everything. You don't mm-hmm. create the visuals at all. Everyone else does that in their head. If you want to read um, any of Toby's work, you can find his books on Amazon. It's true. Yep, you absolutely can. Uh, Miles, what did you make of Storyteller? Is this something that you like to dip your toe into? Would you like to tell some stories? I mean, I'm kind of, um, it's kind of similar to the last one, really. I think, like Toby said, it's got a really cool concept, a really cool central idea to it. And I think depending on the complexity of what they can manage to capture, because I, I kind of rewatched the trailer today. And, um, you know, obviously you get up to, I think it's like six tiles that you can work with. So in theory, you've got quite a lot of, you know, variety or scope to work with there. Um, I think it looks quite um like quite good fun, like some of the stories they'll be able to kind of come up with and kind of concoct. And I like the idea of in one of the bits they showed off, like they did the ending panel before they'd done like the beginning panel. So the character was stood there scratching his head as to why he cared that this person was dead. Um, and I was like, that's quite cool. I like that because it's kind of pointing out what I imagine it must be like. Obviously, I'm not an author. Um, so I imagine that's kind of what it's like when someone's starting out writing and they kind of make plots and they think, oh, crap, I forgot to actually build this up or do this earlier. Um but yeah i think it's got a cool concept um i think it's one of those that i would pick up either you know quite cheaply or if i had game pass or an equivalent um where i wouldn't necessarily want to invest too too much because i'd be a bit worried that it would end up a bit superficial um and you could probably breeze through it quite quickly and actually it would depend on your creativity as to how much you would get out of it and i don't tend to be that creative i like to just kind of burn through things quite fast um but I like the look of it. Again, it was one of those that I kind of watched the trailer files. I was like, that's really nice. I'm glad it's being made. It's going to serve like a real like niche group of people who are really going to like that. And there's space in the industry for those kind of games. Um, but whether I pick it up or not will probably depend on what the reception is to it when it comes out, if that makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Uh, finally, Kat, what did you make of Storyteller? Yeah, um, I think everybody's kind of said everything that needs to be said. And, and similar to to Toby being an author, I've got the other side of the coin where I've been and am an actor and I have directed in the past as well and um, kind of written little sketches uh, with people. And so this intrigues me in that kind of way, because of course, when you're creating anything on stage or you're creating anything film, um, you storyboard it first. So you have like, you don't have maybe the script or you don't have, you know, you have all the the plot, the main plot points. And so like Mars was saying, starting with the end isn't so weird to people like, like kind of people who are in that kind of profession. Cause they're like, yeah, well, I definitely know the ending, but I just no idea how I'm going to get there. And I think that with, um, with what Toby says, I think that's a really interesting and very valid point is, is it a puzzle game where you can only go four ways and you have to work out which way it is, or can you get there for anything? Cause I think if it's, first one then I'm going to be quite uninterested because I think I would soft lock myself out of it would probably get harder and harder and harder and then I'd just get annoyed it seems like it would be one of those things where it would be 
just a ridiculously difficult curve, uh, like the ridiculous difficulty curve, um, and you end up getting frustrated because you'd be like moving blocks around than just, you know, for the sake of it. And if it's like that, then I'm not really that interested. But if it is genuinely like, you know, you can choose a story, all you need to do is, you know, kill someone, then, then yeah, I'm intrigued. It, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It looks short. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I'm intrigued. I, and then it definitely like, you know, it looks like a Switch game and something that I would definitely catch on Switch. So be interested to see the price point when it comes out and uh, mm. might invest. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, it doesn't look like something for me, but if it came to, say, Game Pass, I would definitely give it a go, for sure. Uh, right, then we had a look at Solar Ash, which is coming on the 26th of October to the Epic Game Store and to PlayStation. God, I can't wait for this game. Uh, Miles, what did you make of the Solar Ash trailer? This is the one where you kind of skate around, isn't it? And it looks yeah. like a real like, free-form kind of movement system. Yeah, it looks, again, art style-wise and design-wise and graphics-wise, again, just looks absolutely gorgeous. Like, I don't know what what kind of memos they're putting out to their teams when they're designing these games, but they are absolutely smashing, like, the art design. Like, I love it. Um, it's obviously got like uh, I think on the trailer it's like this giant dinosaur looking thing and you can kind of scale up it and they um, showed off a little bit of how it's all going to work it looks awesome um, I can't remember was there any kind of significant combat in it or is it more of like just an exploration kind of puzzle type game I couldn't quite remember from the trailer I think you can vaguely hit things when you land on them but that's about oh, okay. all I can remember seeing yeah I don't I think bit... it's combat heavy yeah, I was kind of wondering that as to whether it's going to be like a more of a journey type where you've got kind of free form kind of exploration and movement just to kind of roam around and just enjoy seeing the sights or whether it is going to be more of a combat focused kind of title. But either way, it's one of those games that looks like it's going to be buttery smooth. It's going to be really nice to play and it looks like it's going to be quite a just a nice time. You're just going to have a good time just wandering around and kind of exploring and seeing what the designers have come up with. And I, I'm really intrigued to see what you know, they obviously show off quite a bit in the trailer, but I'm intrigued to see what they haven't even showed off, what's kind of lurking behind that they're leaving behind as a kind of surprise for people when they actually play the real thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's one that I would actually quite like to play. Oh, yes. Very exciting. Uh, Kat, what did you make of Celerash? Yeah, I mean, again, looks whack. Looks really cool. Looks like um, they've taken the game, they've put it into some sort of weird iPhone photo mode, <laughs> uh, photo edit mode. And yeah, it looks really intriguing. I, w- I think I'm going to give it a go if it comes out on PS5. PS- uh, it's coming to PS5, so it's coming to PS4, PS5 and PC on October 26th. So yeah, it, that parkour kind of skating thing. It's not a lot of games now, isn't it? Kind of sliding along the rails. We just had it in Ratchet and it crashed. It's not new, but it's it's becoming more common now. And I think it's a really great just adds a different dynamic it adds you to you know catch more environment and do different things so yeah looks good oh yeah that it does uh toby are you still hyped for solar ash yeah i think um i can probably top the hype on this one so this is brought this is made by a company called heart machine which is probably only one guy but i'm not sure if he's got a bit of a slightly bigger team now he's the guy who made hyperlight drifter um which was just me and Greg's sort of favorite game of 2017, I think, when it came out, 2017, 2018. Um, it was just a fantastic pixel art thing with um, amazing combat and some some of the best music I think I've ever, ever heard in a video game um, by a guy called Disaster Peace. Um, this one is, you know, all of that thrown into 3D, 
thrown into a sort of Gris meets Haven meets Shadow of the Colossus, right? All at once with, like you say, like purple, psychedelic everywhere. Um, it's very, very cool. It looks, I think, in a way, that having Haven not quite live up to, to, to what I wanted it to be recently has meant I'm sort of slightly turned away from the sliding about stuff because I feel like I had enough of that in, in Haven. Um, but hopefully it'll be really good in this one. Um, I get the impression there's a lot of story that we don't know anything about yet from those trailers. There's lots and lots of you know crazy mythological creatures that look like the shadow of the Colossus creatures, um, the Colossi. And um, I imagine there is a small amount of combat or something where you are trying to either you know ride those creatures or or, or take them or, or take them out or stop them from from being somewhere um because it looked like he was chasing them down quite a few times um so yeah i'm i'm really all over this i was i was all over this when it was called something like solar ash kingdom and it was about three years ago when the guy said oh yeah i might do another game after hyperlight drifter don't know i'm not sure <laughs> that's yeah, when yeah, i was yeah. in yeah. <laughs> i was on i was on board then yeah. so um yeah, I, I also would say this is one of the ones like Haven where I will be m even more interested in the album than the game. So um, it's definitely got Disaster Piece doing the music again, which is cool. Awesome. That's, that's really cool. Um, and then we had a look at a game called a Skin Deep, which is a kind of a, an FPS set on a spaceship where if you don't wash, you'll be smelt by your enemies, apparently. Um, it's coming to Steam. Uh, there's not much else on this yet. Better wash then, Roscoe. Okay, thanks, Toby. <laughs> can smell you from here. Jeez, man, that's really harsh. Sorry. I'm just sitting here. You just got off a plane. Yeah, I Have did. And I got home and I had a wash. What the hell? <laughs> I don't want to smell like bloody plane people. I do know something more about this game. Go on. It's, um, you're a cat insurance goon. So on the spaceships, the cats have insurance and they all keep getting stolen but because they've got this great insurance for cats only you have to come on board and you have to find the cats and find the culprits who took the cats so it does have a weird funky Amazing. little annapurna concept behind it even if it is a bit of a strange janky looking fps at the same time yeah this is probably the least exciting thing that was at the event for me but there might be something quite fun about it uh, Kat, did you get anything out of Skin Deep? What is this game? Well, like, <laughs> what is this game? So this is probably the only place, well, probably the only place apart from, yeah, the, the Owl Wilds, where I thought, oh, what are we doing here? Is Am I overtired? Did I just dream that you have to pot, you put yourself into a smelly shower and then enemies smell you and then you have to kill them i mean the trailer looked pretty comical um and i i enjoyed watching the trailer like having you know having a mission where it's like being smelly um <laughs> and what do you want to do about it or whatever it was and i just <laughs> oh, i was just like wow that's what we've come to <laughs> i really genuinely thought i was overtired i was like what is, what's going on am i missing something no it's literally a game about being smelly and being a first person shooter and it has a sneeze meter so i mean I'm intrigued, but not intrigued enough to play it. It's more of one of those things where I'm going to probably look at someone's gameplay and be like, right, cool, back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Take my medication now. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you? 
No, not into it. Thanks. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's too much cool stuff. They've got a very similar taste, haven't they? Toby and Miles have very similar taste, and then me and you have quite quite similar taste as well. For sure. Apart from Fortnite. No, I haven't <laughs> played it. I, I'd probably love it. I don't know. Probably not. You know, Jose Mourinho has been kicking off this week about Fortnite. Apparently, his, his players at Roma play it all the time, and he can't get him off it. And that makes me laugh. The idea that he can't control his players because they're all playing for one <laughs> Amazing. I love that. Anyway. Uh, Miles, what did you make of Skin Deep? I fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's shit oh on it. I'm just sat here smiling to myself like, fuck yeah, I want to play this. Um, yeah, I just thought like, I'm quite into like any games that are really wacky and stupid, but like in a really creative way. And like when they showed off, like you land on the, the ship or whatever, and then he tries to fire the gun and it's got no ammo in it. So he just launches it at the airlock and then it fires them out. And I was like, hell yes, this is my kind of game of like, you have to improvise, you have to think on a really stupid level to succeed. And it's the kind of game where you kind of have to think, but at the same time, your brain just melts because there's no logic to anything that you're doing. And the, the kind of sneezing bit or smelly bit, whatever it was, it gave me that vibe on uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 when I played it for the first time and you walk through the snow and then the guard walks past, they get the exclamation mark and they follow you and find you and you're like, what? They can do that here? Um, and yeah, I was just watching the trailer and I was like, yeah, this is going to be a good time. I can't wait. And it's it's kind of one of those, like, it gives me like a, a Twitch stream kind of game where people kind of play it, they show off their actions, it's really stupid, everyone has a laugh and then you kind of move on, it's quite harmless. Like, it's going to be quite short hopefully it won't outstay its welcome like it's not going to be a long a long game that you play for hours but like for a couple of hours of fun probably with a friend or two i just think it will be so much fun so yeah i'm looking forward to it right then should we talk about stray because stray was up next and stray's (laughs) been delayed it's been delayed till 2022 and it's devastating but my god how great does this look cat do you want to go first yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> it looks banging. I don't even mind that it's it's delayed because uh, just look at it. The gameplay that we, we showed, uh, it just looks like you can do so much and you're genuinely a cat and people are going to treat you like you're genuinely a cat and then there's actually danger. Where I just, they showed off such great little tidbits of all of the kind of 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 the game you know you climbing you kind of booping you know booping a bottle with your snoot and then you know breaking a fan and you know just random passes by stroking you and it's just that reverse you know every game that ever lets you pet an animal I'm like yeah buy me like I'm gonna buy you take my money and now I'm just going to walk up to people and be like, pet me, bitch. Like, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be so good. Um, but yeah, it looks really, really cool. Even the combat kind of system, it, it looks looks really interesting. Kind of that running away from whatever it is you're running away from. That kind of cyberpunky looky kind of, kind of environment just looks awesome, doesn't it? And I'm so glad they gave it to us. Thank you, Annapurna, for not being Sony. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, or Gorilla, and just, you know, just not announcing a date or, you know. <laughs> um, it was really great. And it was, you know, a bit of a showstopper for me. And it was everything that I wanted and expected from it and more. Before I, before you kind of got this gameplay, it's kind of what you would hope from it, from what you'd originally seen, this kind of cat and the way it looks and it just jumps up. And then I saw the kind of sneak peek trailer of the showcase a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh my god that's gonna be it's gonna be stray gameplay and I was like oh I hope it's good because it's real make and break when they show gameplay stuff isn't it it's like oh that's gonna suck but actually this has just made me so excited for it so 
Yeah, I'm not that bothered, really, as you can tell. <laughs> Super mega hype cats. Yeah, be wandering a city, like, and even as well, the humans aren't humans, are they? They're like machine people. And yeah, the, um, the, yeah. the world is that all the humans have been decimated. Yeah, and, and that's it's only robots that, that, that have survived. Yeah, and, and, I and this think... one cat, apparently. Yeah, and this one cat, and I wonder, you know, maybe you'll meet other cats. Maybe you're looking for your cat family. Maybe you're just because he's lost. Or she's lost. They're Aww. lost. They're lost in the city and they need to get back. And yeah, I'm going to help him on his little way. I'm going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> Day one me for too. me. We're going to help all the cats. We're going to do, gonna do gonna it with the cats. Yeah. Uh, Toby, I know you've been hyped for this since the uh, reveal. What did you make of the gameplay? Uh, this, was, um, this was fantastic. This is probably one of the best little gameplay videos that we've had pretty much all year. Um, it's a day one purchase pretty much for me and i don't actually say that very often at all um you get to be a cat and as kat said you know and not even a cat with any anthropomorphizing or human characteristics just a literal cat with you know little undulating shoulders as he walks and you know little jumping mechanics and stuff he's he's really kind of you know he like you say kind of boops into people with his with his um with his shoulders so they'll give like rub against people's legs and things he looks like he's just fantastically animated um there's something just very sort of back to basics about it. Very, it's like a sort of gorgeous platforming design that's been put into that game, and you can really see it in the gameplay trailer. So there's sort of an insane amount of verticality because you're a cat, you can just jump up everywhere, and it's like a shanty town. So you know, you just jump on every single little tiny bit of roof or shelf or pipe or whatever it is you can see. You know, you can probably reach it. Um, and each time you get to a little square or something, you know look up there's going to be loads and loads of puzzle above you there's going to be loads and loads of gameplay above you all the time which i think is kind of fun um there's got there's a puzzle where he it seems to knock something off a shelf to smash into a window and i'm like that's what cats do you know cats knock shit off shelves all the time um and that's one of the favorite things that um if i if i was able to be a cat and i didn't get to knock something off a shelf at some point i would have felt shortchanged. Um, What's another thing that's really cool is that the the robots, that world of the of the of the robots, it kind of teams you up with them. You you are a cat, but you can also communicate with these people with with these um, robot people. Um, so it teams you up with a little uh, AI drone called B12, um, which is the name of the makers, I think, as far as I can see. Um, and you can then communicate with them. You can do quests. You can go and find little items, whatever it is that the game is going to be made up of. Um, and help out, you know, a little cyberpunk world, a little forgotten community of robots, as the guy called it. Um, so that's really cool. The music was giving me vibes as well. There's a sort of chiming, sort of Asian ambient cyberpunk thing going on, um, which is very much like a band called 2814, which is an old ambient um, band from a few years back. I also got some major Plague Tale vibes towards the end of the trail trailer. Um, so I was totally going to say that, and I was like, nah. And then I'm <laughs> so glad you said that because I didn't want to like. They'd be like, oh, she really said that because uh, she played. You've only just week. played it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Jess. <laughs> so there's like a it 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 didn't have any combat for a good portion of the trailer, and then it showed you these weird AI rats, didn't it? That were that were sort of plaguing the um the area probably causing problems to the robot community but the way that you sort of run off run from them that they crowd on you that they do all those sort of things that plague tales rats do 
Um, and then it also had a structure of Plague Tale, which is, you know, you start without those things and then you you sort of st start to learn all of it. And then it gave him something with the backpack and the, and the drone gave him a sort of light power where he was shining this purple light and that, you know, blew them up and destroyed them or, or made them swarm out of the way of the light. And I was like, oh, this has totally been inspired by that, that those rat mechanics in, um, in Plague Tale um, and the way that that, you know, that that game has just that perfect structure of giving you just enough um gameplay mechanics to do the next thing you know all, all just sort of hand feeding you all the way through the game rather than here's all your moves at the beginning you know and you learn how to use them yourself it, it sort of hands them as they as you go out to find that structure quite nice um and it just narratively satisfying as a, as a structure um and this this looks like it has that as well anyway i'll i'll stop yabbering on about it there but it's um it's absolutely wonderful it's got such an amazing vibe and um yeah i'm well up for being a cat yeah man that's all i want yeah. to this game there is this some of that to it gorgeous uh miles are you up for being a cat i am indeed there's not really a lot more i can say after all of the uh hype train that's been happening so far but um i was winding um cat and a couple of people up kind of before it being like oh it's gonna be a cat game realistically you know what are you actually going to be able to do all you're gonna be able to do is jump around and hit things and then they showed off the gameplay and i was like wow i better shut the hell up from now on because that was dope um yeah, I love anything cyberpunk and the whole like environmental uh, design and kind of style of it just looks amazing. Like, I think it's going to be one of those games where when I play it, I'm going to stop and actually use the photo mode and I'll actually be happy to just wander around and just stop for a minute and kind of soak it all in, which I don't do with a lot of games. But anything that kind of aesthetic and style is just awesome. And it just looks great. And I think like um, Kat and Toby have touched on, you know, the animation on the cat itself looks great. They've kind of got in all the little, not gimmicky things, but all the things that you associate with cats, like Toby said, knocking things over or, you know, kind of jumping up on stuff and just being a nuisance or just going and kind of headbutting into people to get them to pet you. It's kind of that ultimate cat simulator, but in a world which is really engrossing and in a, a game and a story that looks like it will be, good to play it's not just going to be a you're a cat and that's all this game has got it's got so much more to it and it's got a lot of depth and um I, i'm kind of wondering if it's going to turn into a kind of a metroid like game where as you said as you kind of get abilities and you get new kind of items and things maybe you'll be able to go back to kind of previous paths or areas of the, the kind of shanty area and you'll be able to kind of progress in parts that you couldn't before. So it'll give you that kind of free form exploration. And then as you unlock new stuff, you'll get new paths and new things to do. Um, and yeah, the little companion robot thing looks awesome. I was just really impressed with it because it was one of those games where when I saw the original trailer, I was like, that's an awesome premise, but they need to actually make it a good game. Like it needs to genuinely be worth playing, not just, uh, oh, you're a cat and that's it. Um, and they've really nailed it. With that trailer, it gave me everything that I was initially skeptical about and blew it away and said, there you go. There's the game that you're going to get. This is why you should play it. And I was like, fair enough. I'm on board with that. And just like you guys, I think it's going to be a day one and it'll be a game which looks awesome. So yeah, really excited for it now. Yeah, man. Look out for the uh, Stray Reaction Team spoiler podcast special. Because I have no doubt that will be a thing. That's going to be a thing. After this game comes <laughs> out. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be perfect. Sorry. <sighs> Ross, you okay. loved it. Toby's not invited. 
Come on, you love puns. The invite has just been rescinded. Anyway, the show concluded with a look at uh, DLC for the Outer Wilds. This is one of those games that has been on my list to play forever, and I just haven't done it. Um, has anyone played the Outer Wilds here? Don't bother. Don't, don't do it. Don't bother. See, no. that's interesting, because everyone was like, Outer Wilds is the game of the year. Yeah, people real love it. it. It's a real hype train game, and it's rubbish. I absolutely yeah. despised it. I genuinely never been convinced. Myself. I forced myself to play an hour of that game, and I couldn't force myself to play any more of it. It is just so uninteresting and boring and slow, and I just I didn't understand it. I fell asleep. This coming from the guy that didn't like what remains of Edith Finch, though. I mean, I did like what remains of Edith Finch. I just didn't personally think it was a ten out of ten. I thought it was more. Of so you game. didn't like it, essentially. <laughs> I'm gonna be it's like a that. yes or a no. If you don't think it's perfect, you didn't like it. All right. <laughs> it was an excellent game, but uh, it wasn't a ten out of ten for me. Sorry. You don't have to hate on Edith Finch that much. All right, man. Just calm down. <laughs> it's super real. It's not got fair. Uh, but yeah, we got DLC Echoes of the Eye launching on 28th of September. So if anyone out there did like the Outer Wilds, there you go. New Outer Wild, the one and only DLC incoming at the end of September. Very, very cool. You can play that while we're all playing uh, Kina, I suppose. Uh, talking of Kina, let's jump out of Annapurna for a minute. Kina's been delayed. Horizon's been delayed. Skateboard's been delayed. Everything's getting delayed. But we don't know for sure about Horizon. Kina, Bridge of Spirits, has been delayed until September the 22nd or the 21st. Pretty sure it was. Yes, it was. September 21st. Horizon has been reportedly not confirmed to be delayed until early 2022. God, where is my mind? And Skatebird has been pushed as well a little bit later on this year. So what are we more what are we more upset about? Uh, I'm going to start with Kat because Keener and Horizon is pretty much <laughs> Kat's 2021. Uh, it was, it's not anymore. <laughs> and I was thinking about this in the car yesterday and I just, I've spoken a lot on it, so I'm just not going to, I'm not going to give Sony or Gorilla, the, the time, any more time on the airtime. But you know what? A couple of weeks ago, I just said, it's not that deep. Just announce it. Just announce it, and people will be less pissed off with you. Uh, their job has now been made easy. If that leak is true, all they need to do is write a statement and be like, do you know what, guys? Our bad. Yep. You know, it's been leaked and we didn't want it to be this way, but but that's what it is. And it is going to be, you know, March time or April time or, or May time. But I think the silence really gives me like cyberpunky vibes and I just oh there's just something that a little bit the more time goes on the more it grates on me that they haven't announced you like just deny it or confirm it because it is not that deep like just yeah so I've got a lot of bodily noises about (laughs) being delayed or potentially delayed or and I think you know it's not many I don't know what they're hoping to gain from silence because are they uh, there's not many games, not many AAA games that just shadow drop. So, you know, that's probably not going to do that. Um, we, you know, you know, months in advance when a game is normally in a release and we're in August. So, you know, we're not stupid. <laughs> we are probably, it's not going to be a massive shock to us if they say, do you know what, guys, 2022, 
I think what would be a shock and what would actually make me cry is if they said, do you know what, guys, 2023? Um, and maybe that's why the silence. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know why they're doing the silence. Just just confirm or deny it. It's not that deep. We've got lots of other games. You know, it's okay. We understand COVID happened, a pandemic happened. You cannot be expected to work at the same performance levels that you did when the world shut down. You know, no one's going to slate you for that. But what people are probably getting annoyed at is that they're doing their own thing and their own thing is constituting of saying nothing and it just it's just rubbing me up the wrong way a little bit because you know god of war announced their delay everyone's announcing their delays and it's fine it's like yeah okay no worries do what you need to do you know god of war's um studio they were like you know we're not going to push our staff we're not going to make them crunch but we're really focused on mental health and people respected that you know we're not then you know demanding and putting our fists on our desks like judges at a courtroom and saying you know we want it now we're saying yeah bro take your time but the more that sony try and say oh we've got a showcase oh by the way there'll be no horizon oh we've got a showcase oh uh, uh." and they're just not saying anything now that it's reportedly leaked well your job's been done for you so just just confirm or deny it it's just annoying now. <laughs> I just, I just, they shadow dropped it tomorrow. I'd be like, cool. Well, thank God we we got some news because, yeah, it's, it's giving me shady stuff. Keena, fair play to them. It's not, you know, I know Toby said a couple of weeks ago that um, it had been, you know, this is the third delay, I think, from Keena. But luckily, it's still right around the corner. It's about three weeks away. So we're only, you know, really where we were three weeks ago. Not three weeks away. Sorry, we're at the beginning of August. Maybe about five, six weeks away, which you know, is not a couple of months. So, you know, respect to all respect to that. Skatebird, okay, Skatebird looks whack. Uh, Intrigued in Skatebird. I know Sean's really buzzing for it, so I know Sean will be disappointed. Um, But yeah, I just got, you know, I think at this day and age, what we've been through in the last couple of years, um, it's not going to be a shock. Nobody's going to be really angry. But if you're going to play games... um, mind games that is not like actual games because obviously there's no playing of horizon going on right now um then (laughs) then just just be honest and just gonna make people angrier if you kind of roll up in december and say oh guys it's not gonna be out this year that's false (laughs) so yeah it's my it's my two cents i'm i'm sad and you know i hope it does come out and i hope they do I, i hope they don't push it out i hope it doesn't turn into cyberpunk and i hope they don't feel that you know there is an enormous amount of pressure to get it out because i would rather wait till march or april or june and have the horizon we've wanted for many many years than have a cyberpunk issue with horizon Mm. that would suck so just it's not that deep sony it's not a deep gorilla just just say or don't job's been done for you now if it's been leaked just just Mm. say don't just confirm or deny yeah no you're you're absolutely right i mean this has come from Jason Schreier. And if it comes from Schreier, chances are it's probably true. Yeah. And um, I think... He's got a hell of a track record. But yeah, yeah you're right. Gorilla just needs to go yes or no. Don't yeah. It's yeah. So and the simple. Thing is, days later as well. Like there's still nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like, just come on, guys. Like just say it. It's okay. We're not going to hate you. We're still going to buy your game. And I don't know if it's arrogance of like well we can do what we want so we're just going to stay silent of because we're sony and we, we don't go to e3 anymore and we don't do this and we don't do that so if it's arrogance or if it's like stress do you know what i mean like they're hoping desperately it is going to be but they just don't know what the the case is if that's the case release another statement 
and just say listen I know it doesn't look like it's this year but it still might be and we're really sorry we can't do you know what I mean don't leave people hanging because that's just making people angry yeah it's not not that deep anyway I'm gonna shut up now I I said I wouldn't give them airtime, and I just rambled on for about 15 minutes so (laughs) feel free to cut that (laughs) anyway Uh, I'm done Tobes what do you think Grid are waiting for do you think there's a it could be a, a Sony showcase around the corner maybe I I don't know. I think the 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 issue here is something that's I feel it's a very Sony issue rather than a gorilla issue that Sony feel that they are, you know, above giving information and above attending E3 and that, you know, generally we're not going to tell you what you want to know until we're good and ready to do so. And for a while that felt very like oh yeah sony you know they're the cowboys of the industry they're 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 fun and interesting and indie but actually they started killing off loads of that stuff recently and it doesn't feel like that's what sony is at the moment it feels a little bit like it's sort of damage of a damage avoidance right so the the more you don't say it the more like Kat says, you get annoyed, but at the same time, you're avoiding anyone actually knowing for sure, right? So you're avoiding anything happening to your bottom line a bit and you're avoiding, you know, stock crashes and things like that. And they've also been doing this thing where they're releasing and not only first party, but second party or third party studios um, where there's things like Miles Morales or there's the director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima um you know the final fantasy integrate you know all these versions of games that we've already had once and now we're having all over again because do you know what there's just not enough games right now there's not enough big triple a games that are ready for release and so they're sort of padding out at least a sort of 12 month period with stuff that you've already seen before right and we're all falling for it and we're all buying these games again with a little bit of extra content or a little bit of extra DLC or whatever it might be Mars Morales was not a full game the Ikashima stuff will not be a full game do you know what i mean it's it feels like well there's no horizon right and there's no god of war and there's none of the other big triple a first parties that we actually promised by the end of the year we're going to have like a handful literally or or, or even less than a handful of of titles that actually came from sony first party studios what's cool at the same time though is that indies have stepped up into that breach you know they've this last sort of six months and the next six months there are just so many indie games filling the void of the triple a's and i feel like we weren't ready to launch the ps5 and we weren't ready to launch the xbox series x they aren't ready with halo infinite they weren't ready with half the stuff that they should have been ready with when when they launch a new console and so i just feel like they were a lot of the the sentiment seems to be that those those consoles were just launched when everyone was like well we want to hear about the ps5 and they curbed that they they went to that pressure you know they they uh, fell to that pressure and released them they didn't have enough stock they didn't have enough of this that and the other covid was hitting and all these different things that just meant it was really a bad business sense to do it anyway the the indies come in and you've got things like death store crystal stonefly before your eyes omno we've just mentioned narita boy all these different things that have already come out and there's just so many more this year as well, like 12 Minutes and Stray and Artful Escape and Sable and Animutationum. And, you know, there's the massive lists of, of very cool looking indies, way cooler than we've had in like, you know, you could probably pick a whole five year period and you wouldn't have as many um, that, that are filling that breach anyway. That, that That's my point. So it's a, it's a strange time when 
just a sort of it's really just horizon i'm talking about but a single massive delay like that like a big triple a first party studio delay like that just puts everything into doubt it just makes you think they're what they weren't set up for this year yeah they and they, they maybe they experienced a lot more delays than they thought over, over the course of covid um for sure developers have been saying that you know indie developers are way more able to you know move with the times and and they're already very used to working from home or working from you know um in, in a sort of disparate teams whereas big AAA studios aren't used to that and it's taken them a long time to to get around that and to keep moving on their games so those delays are probably exacerbated by that but i don't think they were ready in the first place i don't think that the consoles were launched with the kind of backup of games that they probably needed to have um and we all just fell on it anyway because that's the capitalist um world we live in these days you know you've got to have the next thing you've got to have the next um electronic item the next iphone upgrade that doesn't have anything extra to it it's just slightly different you know what i mean we've just sold all this stuff um i'll stop there before i start getting into some soapbox about capitalism um wow uh, that really took a turn yeah i'm just gonna stop <laughs> before i start that one um it's it's frustrating i think kina is not such a problem that's just a, that's just a month to clean things up and and, and mm. I'm, I'm glad they're doing that one um it's it's a it is a third or even fourth delay from them, which is which is a little bit frustrating. It's the kind of thing that I remember happening with Deus Ex when I was just so so hyped for Deus Ex with the, the original, not the original, sorry, the the first of the remake versions, the first of the the the, the sequel series. Um, but that was delayed like three times, and I was just so upset with the delays. But by the time it was, by the time the last delays come, it's just like an extra, it's an extra two months. We just need to make it perfect, um, and that's fine. That's really okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you raised some very good points. What is interesting is what this does to other games. Because 2022, if everything sticks to it is now. Yeah. We've got God of War Ragnarok, Horizon of Burden West, Splatoon 3, Breath of the Wild 2, Redfall, Starfield, Final Fantasy Origin, Chaos, Elden, Elden Ring. Ring, Project Triangle Strategy, which, you know, it's not going to be a massive game, but... That's not a AAA thing, though. No, 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 but, no but people loved Octopath Traveler, so that's yeah, going to be a big cool. game. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, Grand Turismo 7. Uh, I think there's a new Pokemon game out next year as well. Uh, I mean, Gotham, Gotham Knights? Yeah, possibly, yeah. I mean, 2022 is looking pretty wild. Um, Mars, do you think that a delay to Horizon would be a bit of a uh, push for Ragnarok to maybe release a little later than planned? There'd be like a domino effect now of delays in the Sony first party games. I mean, I'm a bit, I was a bit cynical, a bit like Toby was as well, of whether actually these games were even really slated to arrive this year. Because let's be honest, God of War was never, ever in a place to release this year. Um, You know, with Horizon, I've been quite sceptical for a few months that we hadn't heard anything up until that state of play. They didn't announce the release date of the state of play. And then there's just been nothing for a few weeks. And I just thought for a game of the size of what they're doing with the expectations that's upon it and with Sony's track record of their first party exclusives being, you know, top of the line in terms of production values and the amount of expense that they must have to go to and the time investment they have to go to with COVID and everything else. I just thought a game of this size and how much they need to get it right because of the expectations on it and the level of hype and the hope that's riding on this game, 
I've kind of or had already accepted that this game wasn't going to hit 21. And I kind of, because I'd already kind of accepted that, like hearing these rumors, I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Whereas if they kind of came out now and said, actually, it is going to be 21, I'd be like, oh, wicked, you know, fair play. Um, I personally think that actually delays are a good thing because I got burned hard on Cyberpunk. It was one of my most anticipated game games for, you know, forever. And it completely ruined my enjoyment of that game because of the state that it released in. And I kind of said this before, but with Sony, they simply will not release their first party games unless they're in a, a good state. I think Days Gone is probably the last one they released where it wasn't perfect. And that's because it was made by a, a studio going for a massive game for the first time. Um, and even that I still thought was a very good game. So I just think it's probably on Sony's part saying to Gorilla, take your time. You know, we just won't announce anything. Therefore, it won't affect shares or stock prices. You know, we haven't slapped a release date on it, so there's no pressure. Um, but I think as it's coming across to, you know, for example, with Cat, um, it is frustrating not having any knowledge or communication. But from Sony, it's quite a clever play because it means that they've not committed to anything. So they're not technically disappointing anyone. Um, so it didn't personally bother me too, too much. I think take the time that you need to do it and make the game brilliant. I would rather wait an extra few months and get the game that it's supposed to be. Um, but it would be nice to have it confirmed, I guess. Um, but I think for God of War, I don't I don't think God of War is probably as, as far into production as people might think it is when how long the first reboot one took to make, or not the reboot one, but the kind of reimagining one took to make um, in terms of the sequel. Um, but I don't think it'll affect its timeline too, too much. Sony like to space out their exclusives quite well, but I don't think God of War would have ever really hit in the first quarter of next year anyway. I think that one's going to be more of a, a late 22 game than an early one, personally, um, just because of the size and the scope and what Corey Bauer wants to do with that. That series is really epic in scope, and I think he's another one who really wants to take his time and make the best game that he can. Um, so I think it's just been a bit of... Um, I want to say clever play on Sony's part that they've kind of written off this year, but without really writing it off to all of us, which is kind of a shitty thing to do because we all have our hopes and expectations of what we want to see. But realistically, we've had Returnal, Ratchet and Clank, and we'll get Deathloop, which is still to come out. But I was trying to wrap my brain and there's not a lot else that's really stuck out this year. And I think for Sony, they've kind of just gone, you know, we'll give you some good games to kind of tide you over to show you what the PS5 can do. And then next year, we're going to really slam it. We're going to release our really big exclusives and we're going to show you how it's, you know, what the power of it can do. And a part of me also wondered is these games are now being made for the PS4 and for the PS5. And I just wonder if maybe they might be having difficulties optimizing it or de-optimizing it down to fit on the original consoles. Because when you look at these games, they're going to be absolutely stunning and they're going to take up some serious power. And I just wonder if maybe they're taking a bit of extra time so that they can get the previous gen versions up to scratch as well. Because from what I've read and kind of found out about, you know, optimizing, de-optimizing, it's a lot harder than it seems to get a game which is designed for PS5 down and to work properly on the PS4. So I think there's a, quite a bit to it. Personally, I'm all right because I'm looking forward to Deathloop and I think that's going to be great. And that's, you know, easily going to tide me over. And there's quite a bit coming out in the winter that I want anyway. And like Toby said, I've actually played a lot of indie games this year, which I would probably never have played if all those AAA games had released. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite happy to catch up on the backlog. I think if the delays are to make sure the games are great, then I'm all right with it. But like the others have said, it'd just be nice to have a bit of confirmation to know that if that's, you know, certainty, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. I think we'll see a lot of push for Deathloop and Kina, at least. 
um, because there isn't a massive Sony first party out around Christmas where, you know, Microsoft will have Halo this year. Yeah. They will have yeah. Forza. And, you know, that that's both of them dropping at the same time is big for Xbox. Big time. Yeah. Um, Sony will just play that waiting game. But like, well, start of 2022, you'll have Horizon. End of 2022, you'll have God of War. I mean, that's not too bad, is it really? I suppose. Yeah, I mean, if they can line that up and they can make that happen, and you never know, they might have a surprise or two in store for next year as well. I just, I get mm-hmm. the feeling that Sony is sitting on a plan for next year, and what they're doing at the moment is they're just riding it out. They know people are a little bit disappointed and kind of a bit like, oh, come on, get on with it. And I just wonder if towards the end of the year, they're going to go, right, we've kind of let you down a little bit this year. We gave you some good stuff, but here's where it starts kind of thing. Yeah, I think that says a lot about, I mean, I don't know if I like that kind of play in a business because when you're when you're not struggling, Sony would never struggle. But, you know, if it, in, in a time where it's been a really crappy world for the X amount of time and they've not kind of, you know, reached their expectations or what they, what they promised to stay silent. But then, you know, on the flip side next year, if all we hear is Sony and so, do you know what I mean? That, that's quite a contrast. Like, oh, we're just going to talk about ourselves and we're going to sell ourselves up when it's going good, but we're not going to, you know, I don't think it's clever to disappoint people. And you said there that no one ends up disappointed because they're staying silent, but people are disappointed because they're not hearing anything. And I think that communication is really important. You know, if, if you, if you didn't have, and I'm going to really lightly compare this now because uh, because I realise my comparison is way off. It is like, I'm tired. But, you know, if you didn't hear anything about a doctor's appointment in four months, actually, would you prefer someone say, someone just kind of telling you, do you know what, we still don't have the results, but we're still, we're still here, we're still, you know, we're still working towards it, as opposed to pure silence. And then, you know, patting themselves on the back when it's good news. You know, I don't know if I like that kind of play of like, oh, well, look how look how great we are. Yeah, Sony came through in the end because Sony's moving. Like, but then say nothing when you know, uh, Microsoft had the showcase that they had and they absolutely dominated E3. They're d- absolutely going to dominate this year as well. And I think that I don't know. I, I, it's the first time I've disagreed with you, Miles, and saying that their silence won't disappoint people because I think, like Toby said, it's it's that kind of they are disappointing people and eventually people are just going to be like, oh, whatever, just can't be asked now. Whereas if somebody said, you know, if you just communicate with somebody, regardless of whether that's good or bad news, you appreciate that a lot more from somebody as opposed to just pure silence because, you know, you're in there. And that's why I said at the end of my little spiel, you know, what is it? Is it is it stress? Is it arrogance? Or is it? And so I hope it's not arrogance. I hope it's not then just going to, you know, spotlight themselves and pat themselves on the back when it's an amazing year for them next year because it will be an amazing year for them next year but I hope they don't completely sideline and brush under the carpet this this kind of lull of silence that they've given because I think it's a shitty move I don't think it's clever at all I think it's shitty I think it's a bit shady because especially considering cyberpunk especially considering what happened there um, they know it. They, that was a massive game with massive anticipation that, that, you know, they pushed out and silenced and they, you know, halted the reviews and you can only review X, Y, Z and the trailer was, you know, not even gameplay. And it's obviously that's no comparison to Horizon. We've seen 15 minutes of gameplay and we had the dev interview where actually, you know, you're right. He did say it was real tricky to try and optimize it to the PS4 and they are having trouble with that. They, they have already confirmed that. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's clever. I suppose I should probably clarify when I said that they're not disappointing people what I meant was as a business they're not disappointing their shareholders which is what Sony care about and 
That was the other bit as well, but I meant it in terms of as not a buying their games. <laughs> no, I know. But their shareholders, you know, their actual fans are going to start buying Xboxes. So if, you know, if people, because people are diehard Sony fans, like they're diehard Apple fans. They don't buy it because of, you know, they, they, they buy the, the, the make, not, they don't care what the game is. And I think if you start to get ahead of yourself, then people will stop doing that. I mean, we just get so hyped about these things. It's just when, I mean, Cyberpunk is a great example. It was delayed, what, I countless times. Yeah, I can't even remember. Four, I I can't even remember how many times. It still sold 15 million copies in its first two weeks. Yeah. Props you know, to them, though. They eventually, yeah. The, the, the thing was, it was an absolute, it was an absolute fucking disaster. Yeah. But the point is, people will wait. Yeah. You know, Horizon is a massive franchise. Yeah. People are going to wait for it. They're not going to go. Exactly. They're not. If, if they if they say 2022, they'll be like, <laughs> "Fuck you, Gorilla! I want yeah, Aloy, and I want it now." You know, uh, but they will do that if we have six but, months of silence and then patting them on the back for when it's released. And you know, fair play to Cyberpunk because they did um, Project Red because they did communicate okay quite poorly to begin with, and they learned their lesson quite quickly. Mm-hmm. But there was still a lot of communication there, and there just yeah. isn't here. And I think. But you've got to oh. think as well, though, a lot of the problem with Cyberpunk was that a lot of the communication before the release didn't let anything slip about the state of the game. And then that was the biggest part of the, the backlash. Well, there you go, then. It felt like they've been lied to, but Sony haven't said anything about the game. And I think the reason that they're not is because they know that if they commit to a release date and then they delay it and people get mad and the game still releases and it's still not perfect, they get more of a backlash, if that I makes do. sense. I agree with that, but then don't show the 15-minute gameplay. No, I agree that with you. Out there, yeah. no, that should have been I, way later I totally then, agree. but I just think the silence is shady. That's all I... I hope it's for whatever reason, but... Blah, blah, blah. What you could do is have a Finger Guns account on Twitter and report a fake delay on Cyberpunk and get everyone to read it. <laughs> That's a cracking move, to be fair, isn't that still Isn't that still our uh, pinned, pinned tweet? It's still our pinned tweet. Nothing's tweet. ever going to beat that. <laughs> Sean was so pissed off with me. He was like, take that down now. I was like, <laughs> I was like dude, you have, you, have you seen the numbers on it? Are you fucking taking this down? <laughs> <laughs> you go in there. It's just a, well, if you go to our Twitter at FNGIGNS, you'll find out. It's a, one of my proudest moments, to be honest. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> think of the optics. Yeah, exactly. You got to think of them analytics, baby. You got to think of them analytics. You know what I'm saying? It's all about numbers, this game. All about those satisfying graphs. Oh, yeah. Um, I should stress, uh, we haven't talked about Skatebird, but Skatebird is due on the 16th now of September, coming to Xbox Switch PC. And Amazon Luna, bizarrely. So, uh, yeah, if you have an Amazon Luna, you can play it there. Uh, it's still not over here. Had, I think if Sean had been here, he would have talked about Skatebird. but um, He would have, for sure. We're, we're a bit sure. more interested in Horizon and Kina. We are. Yeah, because we're just AAA whores. That's what we do here at Fingerguns. Okay, then we are going to go into recommendations where we pick one thing that we've seen throughout the week, whether it be a movie, a TV show, a video game, a comic book, a favorite sausage or favorite crutch or favorite Funko Pop and tell you all about it. And we think you should know about it. So that's what we do. So I'm going to kick off with Toby. What was your recommendation for the week? Uh, my recommendation, I'm going to actually stick with games. None of those really interesting things you just listed. Um, I'm going to stick with games. You know, we are a games podcast. We should stick with the original games. All right, God. <laughs> I mean, there was chocolate on last week, wasn't there? There was. There was lots of chocolate and sweets <laughs> last time. It was great. All right. So um, one of the games I played over the last two weeks was uh, Death's Door. 
which is a little charming indie. Uh, basically, it's a mix of sort of Zelda-like combat with a bit of Dark Souls in it. Um, you can sort of dodge roll out of the way. It's got that sort of difficulty of Dark, of Dark Souls, but at the same time, it's totally Zelda. It's got like a hook shot and a bow and arrow, and you know, you do little puzzles around that sort of stuff. But far more far more combat than than puzzles. Um, you you play as a little crow. Um, in a world of doors that lead to little to other dungeons and and to the outer world, he works in this weird little bureaucratic office in the, in black and white. And then when he goes through the doors, he goes into the world of color and where combat happens. And um, he gets the souls from the enemies and has to go back. And there's a little loop where, but getting souls powers the doors, but you can't get the souls unless you go through the doors. So you got go through the door to get the soul to if you see what I mean there's a there's a loop there which is never ending and um you start opening doors to all sorts of really cool places and really really amazing bosses there's some fantastic bosses in there because it's by the same people who did uh Titan Souls um Acid Nerve they're called um which also had some fantastic bosses I've seen a number of people uh calling two of the bosses in uh Death Store the best bosses of 2021 um so one of those bosses is like a walking castle like a, a building that moves around and fires lasers at you and shit um which is very very fun and another one called the lady of urns which is like the spirited away witch um and she dives into a pot on one side of the map comes out of another pot starts throwing pots at you that explode and stuff and they're both fantastic bosses i do agree that they are um I, I called them out in my review thinking they were great um so yeah if you've got any interest in any of the stuff i've just talked about that it's a bit like um give death store a go um it's pretty cheap and it's a great little indie if you're uh, if you like indies even a passing interest in indies or that type of zelda combat then uh, it's going to be right up your street awesome i went to look for it on game pass it's not there is it it's not on game pass can you the audacity of this game i know it's sad that the, the one of the probably the best indie of the month that didn't actually come to it didn't actually come to game pass <laughs> if i want to play this game i've got a Pay for it. Buy it. I know. Oh God. I gave up on that in 2019. This is outrageous. Um, Miles, your recommendation for the week. Brian is something that I haven't watched yet, but I discovered it today while scrolling through looking for something else. And it's called Larmageddon, and it's a movie, and apparently it's a sci-fi thriller horror, and it just looks absolutely stupid and batshit crazy, and I can't wait to watch it. So I'm going to recommend it on the premise of it alone, and then I'm going to come back and let you know whether it was actually worth watching next week um, because it looks amazing. You're recommending something you haven't seen. Yes, I am, because the premise of it alone, I think, is worth a recommendation. Okay. No, I'm, I think it... it. I'm committing. Damn, you're crazy, boy. <laughs> it could massively backfire if I watch it and it's like abysmally bad and I can't even okay. finish it. But you live and learn. I'll watch you. I will ask you next week. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Excited I'm just going to tell you it's incredible whether it is or not, just that you have to endure it if it's terrible. That's harsh. All right. It is. Uh, <laughs> not, sure what I, not sure what I did to deserve that, but okay. Um, Kat, your recommendation? Uh, so mine's a bit, a bit of a weird one because I don't know how people feel about me recommending someone who's probably a multi-millionaire, but um, <laughs> um, there is a kind of a premise to why I'm recommending this. And um, first of all, um, I'll t- say the premise and then I'll, and then I'll tell you who it is. Uh, I hate cancel culture. I think it's shit. I think it makes people um, who are in the spotlight 
feel like they can't make mistakes and feel like they're consistently being scrutinized and judged in a way that makes them mean that every single action or reaction has to be perfectly executed and I think that is just wrong on so many levels considering we're, we're so pro mental health in 2021 and yeah that's how we treat people in the spotlight or treat people with any kind of platform I can imagine you know that wouldn't even you know uh, kind of that would reach to us as well because we have a platform where we talk um, about things that people love and people are listening and uh, I just hate it I think it sucks and not so long ago someone who was extremely su- successful got cancelled because she dyed her hair um, and that's Billie Eilish uh, she's 19 years old and um, she dyed her hair blonde and everybody said that her new album sucked and they were like wow your new album's gonna suck because you've turned into a pop star and um, she's just released a song three days ago and it is expected to hit like number one um next week and it's called happier than ever it's off her album title um which is of the same title and the song is banging i've listened to it i caught it on tiktok um but you know she she came from a place where she was um hiding her body image because she was 17 and 16 or i think she started at 17 because she didn't want to be scrutinized and then suddenly uh, she was wearing something and the paparazzi caught her so for ages and for years people didn't know her body type and she was like yeah I do that on purpose because I don't want people looking at me I'm a minor um, but equally I don't want people to sh- to message um, and make comments about my body and then somebody caught her size and you know lo and behold she's not the LA type zero that you know apparently you should be and then she was scrutinized which is exactly what she didn't want ha- to happen and then her album was really successful because of coronavirus. She had to cancel her UK tour, which I was gutted about because I had tickets. Um, she had a hair blonde and everyone scrutinised her some more. And now she's come out of a banging song. And I just think that's karma for everybody who cancel cultures. <laughs> so that's what I'm recommending. Go give it a listen. It sounds a little bit strange at first. It's like a story. It ends, you know, starts really kind of slow and melancholic and then you know comes into an absolute crescendo at the end that is an absolute bop with some great relatable lyrics and just Billie Eilish that you know and love and it doesn't matter what your hair color is it doesn't change who you are as a person so Christ it really aggravated me that so (laughs) I am recommending that (laughs) I listened to the whole album today did you what did you think it was pretty good oh good I haven't listened to them but um I've got her last one that um when we fall asleep where do we go and that is a no skip album Mm. it's 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 a good album it's it's got a few in it that you know I was like that they these will grow on me do you know what I mean there's lots of growers I think yeah Um, that's a voice as well isn't it people aren't aren't, her voice is so unique that like they're quite slow as well there's lots of sort of ambient yeah, tracks as well um, and, and she keeps it very minimal doesn't she yeah. um but yeah I think it's um it's definitely going to be worth a few more listens um and it's not generally you know my type of thing really and I still think it's quite good so yeah there you go. I'm gonna back you up on this I listened to her album while I was away um Spotify recommended it to me like like there's minute it came out I got a notification I was like oh shit I'll go and check it out because I loved their last album yeah her last and Zion. That I listened. Before. I listened to it from start to finish, and I was like, oh, "She just fucking owns it, man! It's a great album." And there's a track on there called Haley's Comet, which yeah, that one's cool. Is my favorite track on there for sure. It's damn good. Billy Eilish rules, man. And yeah. says otherwise can go can go fucking Taylor Swift's shaped dildo. I don't give a fuck. Whoa, what are you saying about <laughs> the Queen? Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> what? What 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 did I send you not a week ago? 
Yeah, okay, fine, fair enough. But right. you said it, yeah. You did an excellent cover of Exile by Taylor Swift. Oh, thanks, And girl. Bon Iver, so fair play. Yeah. Should have recommended that, really, but, I, you know, I've got it in my messages, so nobody could really kind of, you know, unless it hacked my phone. <laughs> Dude, you're the only person in the world that's heard that. <gasps> you should put it out, you sausage. Yeah, I'm, I wanted to get your opinion first, because you're like, you know, the ultimate Taylor Swift fan. So Very I wanted cool. to make sure yeah. that it kind of passed the bar. You know. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And your friend on it. Yeah, great. Amazing. Oh, God, she rules. She rules yeah, so hard. She's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. She rules so hard. She's a red coat. She oh, rules. my God. When I was a kid, that's all I wanted to be. Honestly, that's yeah. like my dream job. I was like, I want to, I want to be a red coat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what is your recommendation, Roscoe? Uh, well, as you know, I've been uh, I've been away this week. I've been on holiday. And my recommendation is stay at home. Don't. <laughs> Don't bother. Don't go on holiday. That's a good one. After after a year and a half of us all staying at home, your recommendation is for us to carry on staying at home. In the last three weeks, I paid $7.99 to fly to Spain and $13.99 to fly back, which on paper sounds amazing. Sounds perfect. But we live in a time where we have to be tested for viruses. And they don't let you on planes if you if you are tested positive for these viruses, and if you have to do these viruses, and all of these tests cost a lot of money. And so, in the past what three weeks, um, I've had five COVID tests. One of them in Spain whilst I was on holiday, which is a really fun part of my holiday. Um, I have one when I came back. I've got to do another one on Wednesday. I've got to do another one on Saturday. Um, I had two before I left. All of these cost over seventy pounds. Just don't do it. Just, just wait. Just don't bother. It's just an absolute disaster. You got, I, I filled in about seven different forms just to prove who I am and where I live and proving that I don't have COVID or I've, I've, all my tests have been negative. I've got to take forms with me. I've got to take QR codes with me everywhere I go. Ugh. It's just not I, worth it. I, I agree with this. Uh, it's just not worth it. I don't really understand. I mean, I appreciate you had you were seeing family but i don't really understand why anyone's bothering to go on holiday right now yeah that was the only like reason unnecessary I went, yeah. my my niece just had a baby so i was like yeah yeah, yeah. i'm there, gonna get over a, there no matter what but it was reason when you got people to yeah. see but, i said yeah. i said to my sister while i was there i love you all dearly and i do you know i speak to my sister about very deep but personal it wasn't worth it <laughs> no, I, I, I speak to my sister about very deep personal things that i don't share with anyone else and i love seeing her because i can actually get a lot of things off my chest but I said to her, I'm not doing this again until this is all sorted out because it's just an absolute hellhole nightmare. And it's just, I, don't, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. So my recommendation is after being a week on holiday, don't go on holiday, stay at home. Eventually we'll be okay and you can go anywhere, but just don't do it yet because it's a ball ache. And stay at home, go to fucking Butlins, all right? It's fine. It's expensive, but it's fun. They have a whirlpool and everything. Go there instead. I remember what your song thing that you were just talking about remind me of. It's like an NFT. You've given Kat like an NFT version of your song. She's the only person who's <laughs> ever heard it. Did Mars listen to it? You said you were going to pass it on. He did. Mars. He did. Oh. I sent it to him. I thought it was actually keeping quiet about his opinion. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, no, I was just, I was just <laughs> <laughs> No, I genuinely thought it was excellent. It's actually one of the uh, the songs I actually liked on that album because I didn't like that many, but your cover of it was genuinely brilliant. And like Kat said, your friend is top, like real, really, really good. Yeah, she's awesome. Well, thanks, man. That's very kind of you. Yeah, great job. 
Put it this. out, put it out. Put yeah, I agree. You should genuinely put that one out. To be fair, though, I, I don't know. I don't know what covers are. I don't know what the rights are about covers and Spotify and making money off them because Taylor has very good lawyers. So maybe yeah. don't put it out. If that's I mean, the case. I don't think I'm going to be a huge <laughs> threat to her finances, but <laughs> yeah, I, there are there are some rules and things you have to sign before you put covers on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. I might just stick it on Facebook. Let's see if we put it. Eh, who knows? Right. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, wow, we've been going for a while. We're going to finish off, as ever, with Toby Anderson's Games of the Week. Uh, so, out this week, we've got uh, Hunter's Arena Legends uh, coming on August the 3rd when this drops. Oh, um, yeah. That's the PlayStation Plus game, isn't it? It is PlayStation Plus, like a melee battle royale sort of thing on PS4 and PS5. Uh, on the same day as well as In Sound Mind coming to PC, PS5, Switch, Xbox game consoles, all of them um, as well. That looks kind of cool. Uh, there's a PC sort of management and combat uh, strategy sim that I like the look of called Starmancer coming out on Steam on August the 5th. Uh, Vulcaneer, the Vulcaneer is coming to Switch on the 5th. Um, in a revamped version called the Warrior Edition, which has got lots of all the DLC stuff that ever came out for it, um, is all in there as well. Uh, so that's on the 5th. And then also on the 5th, uh, Yonder Cloud Chronicles. I think, Kat, are you yes. reviewing this? I yeah, am. I think thought you yes. were. Um, so that's been out for about three years, but is now coming to <laughs> PS5 and Series X. Um, strange looking platformer. But Heart I'm sure break. you'll, uh, will, you'll yeah, tell I'll, us all about it. <laughs> I will tell you all about it. It was going to be my recommendation, but I think it's going to be my game of the week next week. I'm still okay. listening to it. But, we will yeah. listen about. We'll hear about it next week. Um, and then, uh, lastly, I am dead, uh, which is also Annapurna. Funnily enough, um, it's coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X on August the 9th. And mm. that's your week. Cool. Not too bad. It's not bad. It's not amazing, but it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad, it's not bad at all. Lovely, jubbly. Well then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all very much indeed for listening. That has been episode 117 of the Finger Guns Podcast. If you do like what we do, hey, why not follow us over on Twitter at FNGRGNS. You can follow all of us individually in our handles in the description below. Except for Miles, of course, he's smart and not on Twitter. You can follow us absolutely everywhere. Go to the link tree in our description below and you can see all of our links. We've got, we're on Spotify, Apple, We've got the website on there, thinkingguns.net. We're on TikTok. That's a thing we do now. <laughs> oh, crazy times. We're on Instagram. We're everywhere. Just follow us everywhere. That'd be, that'd be sweet. Thank you very much indeed. If you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon? For $1 a month, you can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny and also buy a copy of Life is Strange for Toby. The important things here. The important things. But that's it. Thank you very much indeed for listening. It is goodbye from Miles Thompson. Oh, well, you need a funny Zoom name. I'm going to yeah. end up by yeah. my new thing is I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to call you by your funny Zoom names at the end of the episodes now. Okay. So I'll get on it. Yeah. With miles, you know. Yeah. It's kind of bland, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, mm, who's cool? No one's really good. Miles. I know. I yeah, know I your know. names. I know your name's really tails. Come on. <laughs> You're on to me. You've rumbled me. <laughs> it is goodbye from it's a me, Toby. Sayonara. It's goodbye from Cat Attack. TTFN. Ta-ta for now.
I was like, I want a cool goodbye saying. <laughs> but oh, what can I think of? Oh yeah, Winnie the Pooh. That's as deep as I go. Yeah. <laughs> there was one last week. Didn't Sean say two doors? Loved it. I don't want to steal it. TTFN it is. It's gonna have to be okay. now, isn't it, forever? It really is. Wow. And it's goodbye from me. I'm Jesse Pug, otherwise known as Roscoe. We'll see you next week for more shenanigans on the Finger Guns Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>